How does a case of free beer sound? Our pals at Beer52 are offering listeners to Factitious a free case of eight craft beers. Simply go to www.beer52.com forward slash fact 22 and cover the meagre postage costs of £5.95 to claim your free case now. Did you know that Beer52 is the biggest beer club in the world? Each month they send their members a case of beer from a different part of the world, including Belgium, Czech Republic and America. So far, members have experienced beers from 40 different countries spanning five continents. From big juicy pale ales to delicious sumptuous stouts, you can try the best beers from across the world with the UK's number one beer club. And if dark beer is not your thing, you can choose the light only case. If you haven't had your fill of facts from this week's podcast, you will also receive the award-winning magazine Ferment and a couple of tasty snacks. Even if, after all that, you're still not satisfied, you can simply pause or cancel your membership at any time. So that's beer52.com forward slash fact22 to claim your free case of eight craft beers now. That's beer52.com forward slash fact and the numbers 22. a podcast which makes you question what you know and almost certainly go away knowing something you didn't know before. I'm Rob Graham and I'm joined by Tom Harrison. Hello. Now as always on Factitious, each week one of us will take on the role of the expert trawling through little known facts about a range of topics, teaching the other one using our three golden facts designed to shock, surprise and wow our student. Now this week I'm back in the hot seat and I'm very excited for this week actually. Yeah, sounds quite different. Very different, although my last episode was Atlantis, um, and this one is also a place, although this one is a real place, as opposed to my fictional place place last time. And a little peek behind the scenes, this is actually, I think, the first episode we've recorded since we released the first one. Yeah, very true. So we've had the time to sort of listen to what people have been saying, we've had some feedback on various things... Um, and thank you to everyone who highlighted the fact that despite me correcting Tom on the order of the bombing of Nagasaki and Hiroshima, Tom was in fact right. So <laughs> I made a point of correcting him only to be incorrect What did you get myself. a degree in, mate? Yeah, yeah <laughs> enough, enough, enough. So as I alluded to in the last episode, we've tried to go for a couple of sort of light-hearted topics after assassinations, Atlantis. Atlantis was fairly light-hearted. Yeah, that was cool. But the apocalypse... I then brought us plummeting back down. <laughs> yeah, blimey, that was a, a dark old episode. I had to go and sort of rock in a dark dream after that one. So we're coming back with some lighty, lighty, some light-hearted episodes, but some pretty meaty topics, I think. Yeah. If anything, if my research has been anything to go by, I don't know whether yours is going to be similar next week. So I'm going to crack on with this week's topic, which is the Amazon rainforest. Nice. So I had to check, I was... Going, I'd written down Amazon, so I was checking that I wasn't looking at Jeff Bezos or, um, <laughs> or or even like the river that I was specifically going with the rainforest. So, like the rainforest itself, information on the topic is vast, it's varied, and it's pretty intense. Like, there's so much. I know I said this at the Atlantis episode, but there's so much to try and mm. narrow down. Um, so, what I thought I'd do is I 
I'd hit you with a few basic facts about the Amazon rainforest. Cool. Um, an Amazonian entree. <laughs> so the rainforest is 2.124 million square miles. Jeez. So for context, the UK is 93,000 square oh my miles. Word. And the USA is 3.7 million square miles. Okay. So, so for context, the Amazon is not that much smaller. Well, actually, it's, it's about half the size of... The entire US. The entire United States, which is incredible. It's obviously situated within the Amazon basin. So I think like a lot of the stuff that you find out about is about the Amazon basin generally, not necessarily specifically about the rainforest. And out of the Amazon basin, so the Amazon basin is 2.7 million square miles. And the rainforest is 2.124. So it's nearly the entire Amazon basin is taken up with the rainforest. And it's estimated that 30 million people live in the area of the Amazon rainforest and surrounding areas. They comprise 350 different ethnic groups, nine different national political systems, and 3,344 formally acknowledged indigenous territories. Whoa. So not necessarily indigenous groups, because I want to go on and talk about the indigenous groups a little bit later, but in terms of the actual territories, there is over 3,000. And this blew my mind. The indigenous population make up approximately 9% of the total population of that 30 million. Oh, okay. So it's crazy. And 60 of the groups of the indigenous population are still isolated. Wow. So they're just cut off from civilization. Yeah, so, uh... it's absolutely crazy. So I wanted to start off, like I always do, by asking you a question. Can you remember much of anything about the Amazon rainforest from when we were at school? That was the last time I studied it. Um... Yeah, so yeah, like you, I, you immediately kind of associate it with Brazil being yeah. like the primary thing. I remember there's some facts about you know the, the deforestation where we remove entire like football pitches yeah. per day or so, or even per hour mm-hmm. or something. The deforestation is just unbelievable. Um, my golden fact would probably be that under the Amazon River is another river that's bigger than the Amazon. Didn't know that. Maybe um, I'll um, re-record. I'm going to have golden fact number four. <laughs> um, so I know that. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's um, quite a bit wider and it, it kind of follows near perfectly the, oh. the, the river above it. I can't remember its name though, the Rio something. Um, so forgive me for, for forgetting that. Um, to be honest, it's a bit of a mystery. I just know it's full of little frogs that will kill you at a moment's yeah. notice if you you can't can't touch all that much because a spider or a frog or something will get you and i was looking at some of the creatures that are in there trying to find sort of one to talk about and i was like i can't narrow it down but i know that there's a fish that if you go for a wee in the river it will swim up your stream of wee and then live in your that's, uh, <laughs> I'm going to avoid going there anytime soon. So, yeah, you, you've got a bit of a knowledge of it. I think there are a lot of numbers in this episode. So there's a lot of facts that I'm going to sort of throw at you because it did blow my mind some of the percentages when you talk about the Amazon rainforest, some of the percentages of the world's X yeah that the Amazon covers. So It's funny, actually, you mentioned that, like percentages of like, because I've just been to Costa Rica and for a tiny country like that, we were told, I didn't verify this, but was told that 6% of the world's biodiversity 
is in Costa Rica. Apparently it has like the highest percentage or, so, or one of the highest percentages of biodiversity in the world. That's insane. Yeah. For such a small country, Tiny like for country. the Amazon rainforest, you sort of appreciate some of the numbers slightly more because you know how vast it is. Yeah. But then if you compare that to some of the other places, like Costa Rica is a dot on the map. No, yeah. no disrespect <laughs> to Costa Rica. I had a great time, Costa Rica. <laughs> yeah. I, on a completely side note, I think, um, so we've released three episodes, or well, we've released five episodes i think by the time you're hearing this one four five five um and i always check our download from where they come in so it's like uk us australia new zealand we get a few and then i looked i was like oh costa rica's popped up i was like tom's, <laughs> tom's listening to his own podcast whilst he's there maybe his wife's downloading it as well but it just made me chuckle so yeah whilst i'm in the swing of throwing facts at you i'll throw a couple more sort of database facts so 20% of all of the world's bird species can be found in the Amazon. Wow, okay. 70%, this, I had to verify this, 70% of the GDP of South America is produced in areas that receive rainfall or water from the Amazon. Wow. And more than, this is mental, 20% of the world's oxygen <laughs> is produced by the, the rainforest. That's incredible. And it's nicknamed the lungs of... The planet. Yeah. So yeah, very true. Twi- I, I, I knew I knew obviously I knew that name, but I didn't realise it was twenty percent. A fifth of the world's oxygen is produced yeah, by that's the rainforest. Crazy. And then especially when you consider that quite a lot of the world's oxygen as well comes from the oceans as well, doesn't it? Like now yeah. and things like that. So I kind of associate it the world's oxygen, like the, mm. the majority of it coming from there. So twenty percent from an area, even though you've said how large it is considering you know it's not 20 percent of the world it's like far smaller than that so that is yeah the mind boggles it just shows how important it is now i will begin inching towards golden fact number one none (laughs) of these are my golden fact number one but i literally could have spent all day blowing my own mind with some of the numbers i found so are you familiar with the game 20 questions yes so are you familiar with the question within the game where we talk about animals, vegetables and minerals? So like you ask at the beginning, is it an animal, um, is it a vegetable, is it a mineral? I haven't heard of those three oh, being okay. used as an example. So that's the way I've always played it. Not that I play it frequently now. <laughs> so I thought what we'd do is I'd go down a similar route with my okay. golden facts. This is different. So I'm going to tell you a golden fact about one creature that shares its name with both a religious figure... And the name of a character found in Harry Potter. So I'm going to introduce you to the Jesus Lizard. Oh, wow. Okay, that kind of... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or to give it its technical name, the Common Basilisk. Oh, which ah. Which is my Harry, Harry Potter, Potter link. link. So I guess you want to know why it's called the Jesus Lizard. Right. I don't know whether you know whether it's called the Jesus Lizard, but I don't want you to tell me. Okay. (laughs) I've I've just had the name alone that kind of triggered something in my mind. I feel like I might know where this is starting to go, but I haven't heard of the Basilisk. I'm not sure where that's going to I think the Basilisk name, to be honest, is just a sort of a a Latin link back to, to the lizard thing. So, in general, it's known as the Jesus Christ Lizard or just the Jesus Lizard because it's an ability to run across water bodies mm. for an appreciable distance without sinking. So, so cool. at time, the Basilisk Lizard runs, obviously, as a two-footed animal and they are able to run for about 1.5 metres or 4.9 feet per second for about 14 feet without sinking on their wow. legs and then swimming. So between their toes, the reason they're able to do it is between their toes, they've got flaps, yeah. obviously, creating a pocket of air 
and then gives them a larger surface area. So whilst they're water walking, they're able to keep on going on on fours in order to increase the distance as they travel by approximately like 1.3 metres each time. Right. So they're able to hop along. So the average basilisk measures 70 to 75 millimetres long. Oh my God, right, okay. Um, And they weigh around 80 grams. Um, Although these Jesus lizards do grow a little bit longer, but they never weigh more than 600 grams. So that's the most that they would weigh. And some of them do grow up to a foot long. Okay. So, they, so they, they they start off as when they're very young they start off quite small but they do grow. So even if they're fully grown like a foot long can they still run across yeah. water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My word. So, um, yeah, there's not much more for this incredible fact other than the fact I was just I I looked at I wanted to find just a, a, a crazy animal that lived in the in the Amazon. The Jesus lizard is just a ridiculous. Mm, a rid- yeah, that ridiculous is something. Creature. Like almost like a one-off in nature, I guess. Yeah, and it's and it's one of those things where it's not an illusion. Like, so they talk about like you have like flying squirrels, don't you? That aren't flying; yes. they literally just can jump pretty far. They don't. They don't have wings. They can't. They can't <laughs> actually fly. Whereas the Jesus lizard can actually walk on water. It's not an illusion that it's walking on the mm. water. It can't walk on the water indefinitely. But for, did you say it was like fourteen feet? Yeah. So like enough to like cross a stream or something. Yeah. To like escape to, like a, a predator. Yeah, that's or what something. I was just about to say. To get away from a predator, it Perfect. could easily just go. Bum, bum, bum. I mean, you'd, you'd clock onto it pretty quickly. You're like, yeah. right, okay, I'm, we'll put one of us this side of the river and one of us the other. We'll, <laughs> we'll anticipate he's probably going to do that. Craft, yeah. craft a little Jesus lizard. <laughs> I wonder though, how can they swim? Yeah. Because, so basically, what they right. do is, as soon as they if they can't get across their distance they need to get, they will just submerge. Yeah. Otherwise, the they have water. to wait all up. And I can't yeah. imagine where you know, the first lizard to actually pull it off to be like, oh, I, I reckon we can do it, yeah. boys. I reckon we can do it. Watch, we, watch me, watch me. Have we tested going further than 14 feet? <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's got to be like, the Amazon, the Amazon River's got to be wider than 14 feet. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, they're just incredible creatures. And I'll, I'll share a picture. So when you've heard this episode, I'll, I'll release an image of the, the Jesus lizard doing its thing, or maybe a video of it doing its thing mm, on the water, because cool. they, were, they were incredible. So we've had our animal-based fact. So... It's time for a mineral-based Mineral. So here's golden fact number two. Did you know that in some areas of the Amazon, gold mining is responsible for 90% of the deforestation? Oh, my. So, yeah, 90%. So not overall, in the overall Amazon, it's responsible for somewhere between 10 and 20%. But in French Guyana, which you talked about earlier, it's responsible for 90% of the deforestation. So I found an article from the University of Leeds, which was written in 2020, which talked a lot about the impact that um, the gold mining seems to have. So I'm going to sort of read from it relatively verbatim, okay. but it gives you a good idea of the impact that it has. So the article states, gold mining significantly limits the regrowth of Amazon forests, greatly reducing their ability to accumulate carbon. The researchers warned that the impact of mining on tropical rainforests are long-lasting and that the active land management and restoration will be necessary to recover tropical forests on previously mined land. So basically, like, it's ruining the rainforest, but not only is it ruining the rainforest, it's ruining... It's like irreversible the, damage. Yeah, the impact that the rainforest is going to... The, the positive impact that the rainforest has on the planet going forward is directly affected by the gold mining that's mm. happening. So gold mining has rapidly increased across the Amazon in recent years, like I said, especially in French Guyana, the Guyana Shield, where it's responsible for 90% of the total destruction of the rainforest. It's just incredibly sort of... 
troubling. And what I I don't understand again, might forgive my ignorance, is that who you know we're talking about the Amazon. It's not like someone owns it because it's it's got to be like government. Yeah. owned or I imagine that's probably contested because you mentioned territories from yeah. tribes and things earlier like but who who really is it just the government are making all this money out of deforestation well, put a pin in that okay because I'm going to come back to that in in just a hot second because there is a slightly more positive ending to this okay. golden fact okay, so you said it was going to be lighthearted yeah I did <laughs> I'm sorry in the recent past there has been a lot of progress so in recent days, so we're recording this on the 30th of April. On the 26th of April, there was actually a major development in the battle to stop the gold mines being built in the Amazon. So environmental and indigenous rights defenders um, basically had a massive campaign to stop more mines being built. And on whatever day the 26th was, Tuesday, the Brazilian courts ruled that they will continue to block a Canadian company from building what would be South America's largest open pit gold mine and they've already got one pit close by so this was opening a second one right and they're basically saying a second project would mean like the death of local people like it's it's a big it's a big impact and it was a unanimous decision so the federal regional court of brasilia upheld the suspension of an environmental license for the bello sun mining corporation which i think had started it's been started since 2017 so it's been going on for a while, but their argument was basically that they hadn't consulted the indigenous people on what the impact would be. Because you can't just, like, these indigenous people are living quite primitive lives, some of them, and you can't just be like, well... Can't show them a PowerPoint and be like... (laughs) Yeah, but also you can't just say, right, we're going to move you to another house. You Mm. can't say we're going to buy you out, because a lot of these people are living very primitive Mm. things. So... Whilst the the fact itself was quite a dark one, <laughs> there's a ray there is of hope, a, a small ray of golden sunshine <laughs> that um, might start to shine. So we've done animal, we've done mineral. That leaves us with vegetable. So I've peppered you with numbers in this podcast. So I'm gonna... you're not going to pepper me with peppers, <laughs> quite. <laughs> so here's one final one. Here is golden fact number three. Did you know that eighty percent? That's 80, 80 of all the developed world's food originally comes from rainforests. Oh, rainforests, yes, so not necessarily the Amazon. Predominantly the Amazon. Wow, 80%. So avocado, coconuts, oranges, lemons, grapefruits, bananas, pineapples, mangoes, tomatoes, all of those fruits. All, all the good ones. All the good <laughs> ones. Um, along with maize, sweet corn, potatoes, winter squashes, they're all found in, in rainforests, but predominantly the Amazon rainforest. So... This is another quite short golden fact, but I think it signifies, along with the other facts, quite how vital the rainforest is and rainforests are to the planet. Mm. So reading some of these facts have literally just been, I can't comprehend the numbers and the relevant importance. Because when you think of like, oh, it's, oh, 20%, if something had a 20% risk, you'd probably take the risk if it was a risk of 20% or something. But when you're talking about 20% of the entire planet Mm. that's that's massive i know the planet's massive but that number is still a ridiculous proportion like 20 percent 20 percent of the world's population is between a between a billion and two billion people Mm. like it's mad mad the numbers (laughs) so we're dealing with almost beyond comprehension numbers so i know we talked about it a little bit earlier um but 
I didn't quite have time to squeeze this into one of my golden facts, but I wanted to sort of look at the indigenous populations. Yes, so this, this I hope when Tom edits makes it into the main main cut of the show <laughs> rather than it being a factitious I'll plus. Make sure. Yeah, so amongst all the information I've shared of the destruction of the rainforest, the mining, the creatures, there are a ridiculous number of groups, indigenous groups in the Amazon. And like I said earlier, around 50 to 60 of those groups are completely isolated from the outside world. Incredible. There are hundreds of indigenous tribes in the Amazon rainforest. Um, some of them have managed to maintain where they are, but a lot have been wiped out by colonisation, by disease, by forced labour, by war. Um, and for a long period of time, the Amazon rainforest was basically like a giant refugee camp. So people were just ending up there and being moved Goodness. around as stuff was being destroyed. Um, and this happened basically because the lack of a clear economic potential that was then exploited by the colonisers. So when they when yeah. they realised how important it was, the rainforest basically, for the 20th century and the 19th century was basically untouched by uh, colonisation and Western culture, just left to sort of get on with it. And then I think when they realised suddenly, like I said earlier, it's a it's a literal gold mine. Mm. It's a you can use it for whatever you want. I'm not saying you should, but you can use it for whatever you want. That it slowly then just been sort of wiped out, and that's why you still find a lot of indigenous Amazon rainforest people in the region are now being under stress to do things that they now don't want to do in order to stay where they are. So people um, running drugs, people illegally cutting down the trees, um, and some people are doing biological trafficking and stuff as well. So the indigenous population, it's interesting because I think there's a difference between the population of the rainforest and then the indigenous tribes, and then even more so between the indigenous tribes and isolated tribes because there's a lot of people that we know about in the rainforest there's a lot of indigenous tribes and i always compare the indigenous tribes of the amazon to like the almost like the aborigines in australia in terms of like they're a very persecuted Mm. race not not in quite the same way that the australians were where they were literally just butchered and murdered in their Mm. in their hundreds and thousands but there are a vast array of people still living in the rainforest there are 180 different languages Goodness. spoken within the rainforest um and it just shows that like like the flowers like the plants like the trees the cultural diversity in mm. the rainforest is really really high um and it's also just you're telling me all this stuff it's such a shame that like these people are essentially like untouched by civilization and so their only experience of civilization is, is people some... coming in and wiping their yeah their, their land out people coming in with diggers and saws and things and just going clear out and we're also, having all this because there's an element where you think right if you were offered enough money like if somebody came to me tomorrow and said i want to buy your house or i want to buy your land there's no way you've got you can go anywhere else but i'm going to buy your land off you for way over the asking price you'd, you'd accept it wouldn't you mm. but then they have like no concept of money yeah and, and that was just... kind of where i was going with that was what need do they have for money they, they live a I, I don't want to use the word primitive again because i feel like that might be taken in the wrong way, but they live very simple lives where they don't yeah. require money. What do they a need? A million money dollars for? means nothing. Yeah, what's yeah. that going to do? That's going to buy them. I don't even have a bank account. And you're not going <laughs> to buy land with it. Who's going to buy it off like a, an isolated tribe in the Amazon? Yeah, it's not going to happen. So you don't have any need for money. So therefore, if they don't need the money, then we're just going to take it 
without really asking. Yeah, she almost get like double punished. And I think they've obviously come a long way since they were happening in the 19th and 20th century that now they're they're, they're basically saying, no, it's not happening. And they're taking it to the government and they're saying, no, you can't do that. And that tribe, I don't know how indigenous that tribe was, um, how rural and how sort of isolated that tribe was that have gone and kicked off about that one being built that we talked about in the second yeah. old fact but it could well I think nowadays you have a lot of people wanting to help them and they reach out so yes. they probably have know, a rep of some kind yeah. yeah who is kind of fighting the fight for them because they're not really like equipped to do it themselves yeah god bless the indigenous population mm. yeah good luck to them so there we have it in a in a nutshell, a, maybe a Brazil nutshell, oh. <laughs> is the Amazon rainforest. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I kind of, I mean, you said a few times about just how mind-blowing it all was. I, I don't think I've ever been hit with so many numbers as I have doing these. <laughs> it's I, definite first. I highlighted <laughs> on my document the numbers to remember that these were the ones that were the important ones. And there's so much, I've got page and pages of notes and I realised that actually when I was doing my golden fact, I was thinking, this isn't the golden fact, but it, two of my golden facts <laughs> were quite short. Like the one about the 80% of the food coming from the Amazon is really short. And the first one about the Jesus lizard was quite short. But all the stuff around it yeah. is, then, is then crazy. So it's been really interesting. I didn't know much about the rainforest. I knew what you sort of read in. What Attenborough tells you. Yeah. <laughs> So, what have you got coming up for us next week? So next week, sort of inspired by you picking the Amazon, I kind of feel like I wanted to go down a similar route, but I'm going to go the complete opposite. So I don't want to be too similar. So I'm going about as far away from the Amazon as you can in terms of like the 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 biosphere of it all. Oh, I thought you were going to say like the geographical. No, we're actually not going very far at all okay. there. So we are going to Antarctica. So about as barren and desolate and chilly as you can get compared to the Amazon. So we're going to kind of take a look at about as the, the sort of the harshest environment on Earth. Okay. I would say certainly the the cold, the wind, um, and just how kind of yeah barren it is. So void of life in comparison to the Amazon, which the you've, rich tapestry yeah, exactly the you've pointed out is so just bursting with life. So we're going to go to the complete other end next week and uh, and take a look at Antarctica, which I'm very much looking forward to. Yes, it's nice to, like I said, nice to go for some lighter hearted topics. I'm hoping that you're not going to depress me <laughs> quite how barren. We'll the, see. <laughs> quite how barren it is. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. And then we've just, as we've been recording, decided on what our latest well oh, we're coming up to the end of the first series by the time you're this is episode six six so we're halfway through when you're listening to this so we're coming up for halfway of this series already yeah, yeah. so we'll see i've looked at our list i've picked out some ones that i quite like for a future future episode so i'll start my research on this lovely bank holiday weekend that we're on yeah perfect so for people who want to get in touch with us, how can they do that, Rob? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. So f- you can contact us on Instagram and Twitter at Factitious Pod. On Facebook, just search for Factitious Podcast. On the emails, it's factitiouspodcast at gmail.com. And you can also sign up for our Patreon if you would so choose to do so. 
if you don't know what Patreon is, it's basically um, a, a sort of a way of you supporting the podcast um, financially, for want of a better <laughs> word, giving us a, a couple of quid a month. Um, and for that, you get a load of really cool benefits to go with that. So we've got three different tiers that you can sign up for. The Clever Clogs tier starts at five quid a month. So it's it's the cost of a coffee. Yeah. Depends where you are. If you're in London, it's the cost <laughs> of half a coffee. <laughs> so for Clever Clogs, for £5, you get early access to all of our episodes. So I'm going to say this to guarantee that it happens. They will come out on a Wednesday. They do come out on a Wednesday rather than a Saturday. Yeah. And they're also ad free. And you will also get a shout out on the of podcast. Course. Like a one time shout out. Yeah. So when you sign up, for the Clever Clogs tier, please make sure you sign up with a sensible name. <laughs> if you sign up with something profane, then I will read out something profane and Tom will have to put on the um, explicit... Bleep, bleep your name out. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a shame. But you, you'll, st- you'll still get your shout out, but you won't know it. For £10 for the know-it-alls tier, you get the same benefits that you get for £5, but you also get our bonus content, Factitious Plus, which is basically the main show, plus you get some extended highlights of other things that didn't quite make it into the show. So yeah. if you listen to our Apocalypse episode and you listen to it on the main episode and not Factitious Plus, there was like almost another episode on its own. I think it, I think it did. I think it almost doubled in length if you wanted the, the plus one. So if you enjoyed Apocalypse and you, you wanted to know more, just like any of these... Um, yeah, you get a lot of extra content for the yeah, episode. For sure. um, and as Rob pointed out, it's also ad-free and you get early access. So, um, yeah, lots lots of good stuff there. And finally, for the Genius tier, which is £15 a month, I don't know what these figures work out in dollars or anything else, so we'll stick with English money. I think it money. converts to whatever your local yeah. currency is, yeah. It's Factitious Plus, early access, ad-free episodes, and you get a shout-out in every single episode. So Absolutely. we have got... Four patrons who are currently on our top tier. So a big shout out to Mike Kavanagh, Rob Crake, Sarah McDaniel and Stuart Hill. And if you are interested, Tom will leave a, a link in the description of this episode, but you can find it patreon.com forward slash factitious or you can just search factitious patron yeah. on Google and it will come, come up. On. Yeah, and actually I'll point out, while we've got things in the works, like extra stuff for the Genius tiers as well, so make for next week we'll be announcing that, um, so a little few extras that are coming for the for the top tier as well, just to kind of, kind of, yeah, give a little bit more back to our kind of, our biggest supporters, so yeah, stay tuned for that, that'll be next week we'll be talking about that. Yeah, I'm excited about that, yeah, cool. add a new flavour to the show. Yeah, exactly, but I think that kind of... Brings us to the end, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Shout out to uh, everyone who has uh, reviewed the podcast. I, I have touched on this on social media sort of a couple of weeks before you're hearing this one. But at this point in our podcast, obviously, we're, we're growing. It's quite new. And reviews really make a massive difference to our visibility. So Spotify now do reviews. So you can review us on Spotify. Review us on, on Apple Podcasts. I don't know how how Stitcher works. I don't know how Acast and those sorts of things work in terms of reviews, but I think like nearly 40% of our listens come from Apple and 40% come from Spotify. Spotify, So if you're on either of those platforms, please like, I don't even mind particularly if it's only four stars. I'd quite quite like five, but just give us a review. It feeds the algorithm. It feeds the algorithms. And because we're a new podcast, us popping up on like the new and noteworthy sections on 
yeah, Apple is likely huge. to drive a lot of a lot of um, traffic just to come and listen to us. So, hundred percent. And as well, if you know someone who might be interested, then good old word of mouth yeah, always I wanna, works as well. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to my parents actually because my parents <laughs> listened to our previous podcast, which was on quite a niche topic, and this one is more up their street. And God bless my mum. Shout out Debbie. She shares my episodes every single time we release them every time i post them from our podcast account on facebook she shares them with a nice little message so sweet so and even the facts like even if i do our daily facts she shares that as well so big shout out to my mum (laughs) she's our we love you debbie she's our unofficial uh, (laughs) patron and mascot (laughs) but yeah i think that wraps it up quite nicely i hope you've enjoyed today's episode i hope you've enjoyed learning everything that i've learned about the amazon rainforest Mm, i've learned a lot um thank you to everyone for listening and thank you for joining me tom cool yes thank you see you next week for antarctica bye